What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. It is WrestleMania weekend. Now, I'm obviously going to talk about my thoughts on the show and everything like that in the Hall of Fame special. But I actually got to wait to see all that shit first. So, what is this episode going to be about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because it's going to be about none other than the Lakers falling on their knees by three goddamn points to the Pelicans last night. So let's pull the stats up, shall we? The Lakers typically lose. 114 to 111. The Pelicans are ninth in the Western Conference, and their record is 34 and 43. The Lakers drop their asses down to their knees to the 11th spot with a 31 and 46 record. Stats. Okay, we got Anthony Davis. I was actually almost right about his stats. He had 23 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. We had somebody else get 36 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Westbrook, 12 points. Bradley, 10 points. Monk, 13 points. Now, one thing I can say about this Lakers team is that when the going gets tough... What do they decide to do? Run their mouth and keep fucking losing. That's literally been the reputation of the Lakers. This era's Lakers. All they do is run their mouths to the fans. They run their mouths in the public eye. But when it comes to actually playing the game, you can't get them to win for losing whatsoever. Because the basketball that I grew up with you didn't just run your mouth and talk and talk and talk to your blue in the fucking face. Talk all that shit on the court. Let your skills speak louder for you. And win more than you lose. That should be easy, right? Not for this Laker team. Because as many times, as many times as I was told that Lahee makes his teams better. Four years ago today, the Lakers were in the 11th spot. When he first got there, his first season. And where are they today? In the same spot they were four years ago. In the 11th spot. So I don't want nobody to tell me shit. About how he can take any team to the finals. He can take a team of janitors to the finals. He could take a team of pastors to the finals. Hell, he could take a he could take homeless men and make them millionaires overnight. But when he does things wrong, he can average his points. He can kill it in his aspect of things. Individually, he has a great year. And he said he's having the best time ever. Well, it's only fun when, you, when you're getting your stats together. When you're doing your individual thing. What does you averaging X amount of points per season doing for this team itself? Absolutely nothing. And I kept telling people that I didn't expect him to change. He was going to be the same, t- same person... The same hoe on a different team. And as always, I'm proven correctly, but nobody wants to say anything to me when it's like that. When I'm absolutely correct about how I see things happening when they first come to fruition, nobody wants to hear anything I gotta say because I'm just a Lee hater who has no clue of what I'm talking about. But the second things start to materialize the way that I expect them to, nobody wants to come to me saying shit. Because honestly, I didn't even watch the last couple of Lakers games. I already knew what the results were going to be. 
they were gonna fucking lose, and that's exactly what they've been doing. And it doesn't make me any less of a fan than anybody else. Hell, I sat there and I watched every single game that Kobe played his last damn season, because it was his last season. And they finished 17 and 65. And y'all think that I'm supposed to feel some type of way about how the Lakers are performing this season? Absolutely the fuck not. Absolutely the fuck not. And I see Dallas and Miami clinching their playoff spots. And the Lakers aren't going to do anything but clinch their assholes around the foot of the next team that's going to kick their asses out of contention. That's exactly what's going to happen. And like I said, there's always tee-hee-hees and ha-has for Lahee fans when Lahee is actually winning and in a, in a di- on a different team. But the second he's, his team starts to lose, his fans get quiet. They'll talk out of their asses about how Lahee is doing this. Lahee is doing that. He's averaging this amount of points. He's doing this. His true sh- his, talking about his true sh- shooting percentage. Talking about all the other shit that has to do with him individually. Well, individually, you're not doing shit for this team. But averaging your own points and breaking your own personal records. That's pretty much what the mode has been since he's came to the damn Lakers. He hasn't done shit. But let the... He hasn't done shit, but average his own points, break his own records, and grow his own legend. This has nothing to do with being the greatest Laker ever. No, you're the greatest Lahim ever. And you can you can put that in whatever definition that you want it to mean, honestly. Because y'all already know, if you've listened to my shows by now, if you know me by now, you know that I am a diehard Lakers fan. I've been here during all eras. And people who try to think think that I'm otherwise, I laugh in their faces and tell them exactly what it is. And Lahee fans are the typical trolls. They're the typical trolls because they already know they can't come to me with shit. Because they when they come to me talking shit and they think they think they're dealing with a talking out their ass, no nothing ass fan. When I let them know what it is, they back the fuck off because they know and they see that I'm not the fucking one. I will let you know exactly where Kobe was in 2012. I can tell you what he was doing all up until he retired. So please, spare this Laker fan from the typical bullshit because I told y'all, you'll get exactly who you came to see. And management, Jeannie and Rod, Rob, I'm sorry, neither one of you have any type of backbone because y'all were quick. To tell real Laker fans who had been here through fucking Mitch and Jim running the team into the fucking ground. We sat through all that just to have y'all let, let him come in, fuck up the entire team structure that you had with your young core and your young players to get the win now mentality. You traded away Ingram. You traded away small balls. You traded away Randall. Everybody that was growing and now are kind of staples in their own teams right now. You got rid of Jordy. You got rid of literally everybody and replaced those players with the with the players that he wanted because he wanted to win now. You won that little bubble ring that people talk about. And another thing, if the bubble was so easy and so watered down, why didn't your team win it? Anyway, he got rid of all of our players to get the players that he wanted. Then when things don't materialize the way that he wants to, what do you do? To try to get back to next season. You get your best friend on the team. 
you get Dwight Howard back on the team. You get Russell Westbrook, who was a terrible fucking fit. In hindsight, you get all this Hall of Fame talent on the Lakers. Only for y'all to end up in the goddamn 11 spot where you were four years ago. I can honestly say, from preseason until now, I already seen where the season was going to go. I see where the season was going to go when they started losing all their preseason games. Then the second the season starts, you shit up the joint. You got Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard having a lover's quarrel during the damn timeout. And the team chemistry is all fucked up. You had some good wins here and there this season. But where did those wins get you? At the bottom of the conference, where exactly you belong. And I will not... I absolutely will not coddle the Lakers and say, oh, well, maybe next year. I'm sorry. I might be from Cleveland, but I don't have to act like I am from Cleveland when it comes to sports, okay? I'm not the, oh, maybe next year shit. No, I always see it as this year. Show me what you got. Even when the Lakers were winning, I was still the same damn way. They were in the first, they were in the first damn seed. And guess what I was doing? The same shit that I'm doing right now. Going in on them, not pulling any punches for nobody. And Frank Vogel, you got the team a championship. Okay, fine. But really, what the fuck have you done in these four years? Besides sit there, twiddle your thumbs, and just let things happen on the court. You don't know how to rotate your players. You don't know how to get a decent lineup that's actually consistent, who who will play defense night in and night out, won't have scoring slumps, won't just lay there, spread their legs, and let teams just run the fuck all up and down the court all game until you're down by 30 points at halftime. You really haven't done shit for me either. And like I said, management. Y'all literally let him come in, do whatever the fuck he wants to do, instead of having a backbone of saying, you are a player. Stay your ass in a player's place. We run the shit up here. We're upper management. We're the ones who decide what's best for this team or who's not best for the team. If you don't like it, you can sit your ass out. Period. But a lot of player, a lot of management don't have the backbone to stand up to him. Because if if the Lakers, God forbid, have any type of any type of quarrel or argument with him, he's gonna try to use the oh well, I can opt out. Good the fuck bye. Good the fuck by because you only got us one championship that I should be grateful fucking for. And three years of suckiness. What the fuck do you expect me to do? I'm the one who runs this team. I'm the one who decides who was on the team, who was a cancer to the team. And if you feel like you don't want to be a part of that and you feel like you have to leave, take your old godly talents on somewhere. Take them back to Cleveland. Fuck up Cleveland again while you're at it. Because this is always... This is... <laughs> This has always been a problem with him because he'll come on to a team, be all in when he's winning, be all in when he's winning, tell the fans of that specific team what they want to hear, tickle their fancy, get them on his side, and then the second things go wrong and you feel like you have to control shit and the, and the management doesn't let you, you're out to the next team. And that's what Pat Riley did. Because he wanted to run Miami like he was in Cleveland. And Pat Riley was like, um, I'm sorry, no. I'm the one who runs the Heat organization. I'm the one who's going to decide what happens here. 
So if you don't like that, you can be on your, your way out. And he booked his ass back to Cleveland because Dan Gilbert, I've said this multiple times as well, Dan Gilbert will turn tricks downtown Cleveland in the flats in his fishnet stockings and high heels like he's in Pretty Woman if it will get them a championship. And if LeBron wants it, LeBron gets. He could, listen, but he could tell Dan Gilbert to run buck naked down Highway 480 and Dan Gilbert would fucking do it if it would make him happy. But pretty much the bottom line is this Lakers season was a fucking fail in every sense of the word. And everybody told me that they were going to try to give they were going to talk all this shit about the Lakers doing this and that if they were losing. And I told them, like, yo, I'm ready for the smoke. So pass the blunt over here. Like, what's up? And I've stuck to my word from preseason until now. I have not wavered from anything. I have not hidden from anything. Because I told y'all, one thing to be dangerous is not do is hide from shit. If my team is losing, I will be front row and center, letting you know exactly what happened and what position that it happened in. So yes, this Lakers season was a complete fail, and I cannot wait for this season, their season to fucking end, so I won't have to watch their fuckery night in and night out again. And with that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode. 13 minutes is quite long enough to go in about these bitches. I thank you guys so very much for your continued love and your support for Dangerous Sports Talk, the brand, and my show. I thank y'all so much all the fucking time for it. Also, please check out on the mic. Check out me and my boy Mike on the mic with Mike on Energy Radio. Things are kind of eh, kind of choppy there for right now because I tried to we tried to do a show last night and the equipment was a little bit choppy. You know what I'm saying? So we really couldn't do the show like we like we would have wanted to. But I will let y'all know when the next show is. And follow me on Twitter at the Band- B- Ah, oh my God. Please follow me on Twitter at the B Dangerous. Also, please follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the podcast on Spotify and wherever podcasts are available. And I am out of here. Peace. <laughs>